Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hello, America, and happy Monday. What a busy news cycle we have. This week is going to be dominated, at least the first half in Washington, by the big America First Policy Institute first summit. First policy summit. It's hard to believe AFPI is only a year old, but this was the organization created by former Trump officials to create a lasting Trump doctrine, an American first doctrine, for every policy prescription there could be in America, whether it's domestic, foreign, crime, parents' rights. It is building one of the most comprehensive, detailed policy agendas ever assembled in America, embedding on the fact that Americans would prefer ideas over rhetoric, action over inaction. And this week, the conference has some of the top people in the world back to back to back coming here, including former President Donald Trump. He's going to be here as keynote tomorrow at three o'clock. We're going to be broadcasting live from there tomorrow at the America First Policy Institute. And to get us kicked off, to tell you what you can expect in advance, we have the chief of staff to the America First Policy Institute, Steve Smith, former domestic policy advisor to President Trump. He's going to give us a flyover of what to expect starting late this afternoon all the way through tomorrow night with this once-in-a-lifetime, first-time event in Washington. This is being compared to the policy version of CPAC. This is a really big deal on the conservative side. Mainstream media, national media, conservative media, political leaders all across the country tuning in for what's certain to be a consequential event. And then after we talk to Steve Smith, we're going to get a little bit more because Fred Flights also is the vice chairman of the Center for American Security at the America First Policy Institute. We're going to talk to him about all the things that went on in the world this weekend, the temporary deal to allow grain to be shipped out of Ukraine, then the subsequent bombing by the Russians with cruise missiles, which seemed to undercut the NDAA, the most important roadmap for defense policy, really have enough in it to make America secure and address some of the big issues we're facing, such as recruitment problems with the U.S. military. That's a great question. So we're going to two great guests back to back. First up, Steve Smith, followed by Fred Flights. Now, before we do that, I want to take you through some really important headlines in the news today, stuff that we broke over the last weekend, starting off with, you probably don't know this, but the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is the supply of oil we have for emergencies, war, hurricanes, national tragedies, terror attacks, 
its reserves are at the lowest level since 1985 when Ronald Reagan was president. Now, why is that concerning? The amount of gas and oil we consumed in 1985 is way smaller than what we need today to survive. President Biden has drained that reserve. Donald Trump had left it at historic high levels, bought the oil cheap and filled it up. Joe Biden has drained it and not refilled it. And a lot of people are talking about that. And the last time he sold or released some of the strategic petroleum reserve oil, some of it got bought by a Chinese oil company. That has a lot of people concerned. You can check that story out at justthenews.com from my good colleague, Madeline Hubbard. Now, here is a story that had a lot of people scratching their head over the weekend. Some families are pulling their children out of Pennsylvania Middle School over its woke agenda. When I mean woke, here's what the things we're doing. They weren't allowed, some of the students in this middle school weren't allowed to wear the American flag, but boys were encouraged to wear dresses during the school's Gay Pride Month celebration. So you can't wear a flag, but if you're a guy, you could wear a dress. A lot of concerns about the school district and what it's doing. Major turn of events, a lot of people talking about it. So parents took things into their own hands, pulled their kids out to protest. That's a pretty big and big deal indeed, and something that I think really is going to have a lot more components to it. Another one that I think is very important and probably should be weighed in a lot, the Homeland Security Inspector General, the chief watchdog of the United States Government Homeland Security Department, has been raising some really big concerns about the open border and its long-term consequences on the American policy system, the security system, the immigration system. In essence, the Inspector General of the Homeland Security Department says, you know what? Our immigration system is buckling under the pressure from an open border. That's what he's saying. That's really what he's saying. How do we know it's buckling? Well, one of the big findings that this Inspector General put in his report that got released over the weekend is federal authorities don't know the location of hundreds of thousands of the illegal immigrants who crossed the border last year under Joe Biden's open border. They don't know where they are. They're not showing up for hearings. They don't have addresses. They're not keeping track of them. That is a disaster, whether they're good people, bad people, terrorists with intention, or just families maybe separated from their children. This is a humanitarian and a security disaster, exactly what people have been predicting about the Biden immigration policies, the Biden border policies. Now the IG at the Homeland Security Department, well, he has confirmed it himself. A really important story. Lots of big news from Just the News. Hope you enjoy that. Check out the headlines all the time, justthenews.com. We've got you covered 24-7 every day. I'm really proud of that. All right, we're going to take that quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to start off with a big flyover, big look at the AFPI Summit. Steve Smith, Chief of Staff, at the America First Policy Institute, up first, followed by a good interview with our good friend Fred Flights, great intelligence analyst for the CIA, former chief of staff to the National Security Council under Donald Trump, and now the vice chairman of the Center for American Security inside the America First Policy Institute. Two great interviews back-to-back right after this. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, 
committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free social security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. As we mentioned in the opening of the show, a big two days here in Washington, the America First Policy Institute having a two-day seminar session, lots of policy prescriptions, the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, joining us. And a man who knows all about this because he is the chief of staff at AFPI is joining us right now. He's Steve Smith. Steve, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. You have this amazing background. I mean, you were a special assistant to President Trump. You were chief of staff for the Domestic Policy Council. And I think a lot of people forget there is a very detailed policy prescription America First isn't just a slogan. It is a very detailed amount of policy prescriptions and ideas. In fact, it's robust ideas. Tell us a little bit about what AFPI has been able to do in the first year to take that agenda, grow it, and make more and more Americans aware of it. Yeah, thank you. Um, And thanks for the introduction. And uh, thank you to your viewers, uh, first and foremost, uh, for, for being out there and showing up. I think Uh, At the end of the day, 80% of success and what's going to be successful for the America First movement is showing up. And that has been clear over the past five to six years of showing up. And it's really making a difference uh, with us able to take back our country. I think the story begins with AFPI um, probably right in the summer of uh, 2020. Uh, We had a small group of kind of top advisors that huddled at the White House to craft a second term agenda. And uh, that was called Vision 2025. 
Brooke Rollins, who is the domestic policy um, director, um, led that charge with Larry Kudlow, who obviously ran uh, the National Economic Council, along with Robert O'Brien. And there was other great advisors, uh, Ivanka uh, Trump, Kellyanne Conway, Russ Vogt, uh, among uh, several others. But it was kind of the first time that we all came together in our diff different policy buckets to come together and come up with one unified vision for what the second term agenda looked like. And that went down to all the agencies as well. So going into, uh, going into a second term, we were prepared and ready to run. And uh, in fact, uh, we, we, had a, we had a planned uh, Camp David uh, retreat where we were gonna kind of lay all this out, unfortunately. Uh, we saw the results of the election, and um, we just put way too much work into it to uh, just let it slip away. The reforms that we did in, in the four years in the White House were truly transformative. I mean, we could go on and on about what America First policies really did for the American people. I mean, whether you liked the man or not, uh, everyone loved the policies, and it clearly made a difference in people's check, check, checkbooks. Their taxes went down. You look at regulations that not a lot of people talk about, but uh, the average uh, household was saving close to 31,000 just on regulations cutting alone. Um, gas prices were down. We all saw it. So, you know, we could have gone, uh, went off on our merry way and made a lot of money, but we all decided to come back and uh, ensure that America First policies stuck and that we would show up and that we would win these battles. And, you know, coming from Dayton, Ohio, where you saw disastrous trade deals, we used to be close to, I don't know if it, we were the number two auto manufacturer in the United States, but we're pretty close up there. And these disastrous deals just destroyed our economy. Um, and then you saw Tool and Dyes leave, and then you saw, um, you saw everyone else leave, banks, uh, NCR left Atlanta. Anyway, long story short, Failed policies destroyed, um, you know, the Midwest. That's what I grew up in. And uh, for me, internally, that was a big fight for me to ensure that we show up and we win. And so we founded AFPI. Um, one thing, uh, being in the administration, you know, there's only so many staff that you can have on a policy aspect. And then, you know, we're the White House. You know, we've got a, we've got a nice budget where we can have folks um, to work on policy. But you look at Congressional offices and Senate offices. Um, they're mostly relying on uh, committee staff to help them out. Then you look at governor's offices and they're even smaller in some cases, depending on their budgets. And so there was a real niche to provide policy, not just for uh, a new White House, but for the entire uh, America First movement. We saw a real niche, we saw with the second term agenda and then this providing uh, policy expertise and educating uh, our elected officials and our grassroots on what America First policies really were. So we went out, um, you know, obviously with the pitch deck um, early on, and uh, we've grown this organization uh, from April 13th to now to close to about 150 uh, top tier uh, policy experts uh, from the administration, uh, close to 10 cabinet secretaries. I obviously mentioned Brooke Rollins, who is the director of DPC, Larry Kudlow, who is the director of the National Economic Council, Kevin Hassett, who is the director or chairman of the uh, Council on Election, or uh, of uh, Act, sorry, uh, Council on uh, Economic Advisors. So we truly have um, the uh, the America First team here to fight for the American people. Um, yeah. So that was AFPI. Um, one of the big things that we had last year, if I can just name a few things and why it's so important to show up, show up. 
uh, one-year organization, uh, we've already won uh, four Supreme Court lawsuits. Unbelievable. Isn't that amazing? It's truly incredible what you can do when you show up. And uh, we've held big tech accountable um, with a big lawsuit uh, last summer with Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, and I mentioned the Supreme Court uh, uh, decisions on supporting religious liberty, reining in bloated uh, federal bureaucracy and, and ele elevating self-governance. I mean, we're, we're fighting every day for the American people, and uh, it's making a difference. Um, changing the narrative on border security and national security issues, showing up. I believe we've got boots on the ground in 15 states on election integrity talking about healthcare transparency, education choice policies. We've got 22 different policy centers, uh, all chaired by uh, uh, either former cabinet secretaries or governors. Uh, we've got uh, Phil Bryant, Bobby Jindal, Rick Perry, um, along with uh, Hall of Fame uh, football coach Lou Holtz from Notre Dame in South Carolina, uh, and then Dr. Alveda King. Uh, we've got Paula, uh, Paula White. Pam Bondi, Ken Blackwell, so really an all-star cast uh, to not only build a plan for not just the next three years, uh, which I think a lot of people think that we're just kind of hanging around waiting for three years to pass by, but we're truly building a 100-year plan to take back America. And truly, America's future is America first. Yeah, there's no doubt. You look at the polling and people have completely bought in. Now, a lot of people weren't sure in 2016, 2017, what would a Donald Trump presidency and America first policy agenda give us? They experienced it. Now they've seen the flip side of the card when you don't have it. And polling today is as strong for the America first policies as we've ever seen it. There is a remarkable contrast because the current occupant of the White House seems to flip and flop a lot. There's not a lot of clear policy agenda items. If there are, they're pretty much things that aren't achievable, like, you know, we're going to get we're going to get everybody to electric cars. We're 20 years off from that, I mean, 30 years off from it. Talk about how what a remarkable contrast the Biden administration has made from the policy agenda you helped President Trump lay out in which you now have developed post-presidency. Yeah, uh, I think um, so. We just did a recent poll out in the field, and this is going to be uh, probably uh, Pretty accurate, I think, but I think your audience will really uh, find this interesting. So we polled uh, uh, about 1,200 people around the country, and we asked them what they're looking for. And get this, 81% of all Americans that we polled said that they support or they do not oppose an America first policy agenda. 81% either support or are not opposed to an America first policy agenda. I mean, I think it speaks, I think just look at, look at the gas pump, look at your inflation going through the roof. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's clear that people want leadership and they, 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 they want America first policy. So um, that's what we're laying out. Uh, very excited about it. Um, we today and tomorrow will be rolling out the America First agenda. Um, and truly, like I said before, America's, first, America's future is America First. We have 10 pillars um, that are all, you know, just very similar to that 81%. All of these pillars are an 88 or an 80% issue item, uh, which is kind of a unique situation for. Uh, the conservative um, uh, America First movement, where we actually have policies that are 80% issues. Um, 
So uh, I'll name these off for you real quick. Uh, make uh, the greatest economy in the world work for all Americans. And it's very important. I'll, I'll mention this too to your, uh, to your listeners. Uh, framing of these pillars are critically important for us to win. If we say it right, we're going to win 80% of the time. Uh, make the greatest economy in the world work for all Americans. 88% of people favor that. Put patients and doctors back in charge of healthcare. 86% of people support that framing. Restore Americans, uh, America's historic commitment to freedom, equality, and self-governance. Give parents more control over their children's education. Um, finish, or, uh, secure the border or finish the wall. End human trafficking and defeat the drug cartels. Uh, I think a lot of people forget about all of the human trafficking that's happening on on our southern border and through our ports of entry. And so, ensuring uh, just the dignity of these people who are getting trafficked—it's it, truly uh, hor horrific. And, and I think people are not naive about that. They're seeing this happening, and so. The America First policies uh, are fighting to ensure that we can end uh, human trafficking and defeat these drug cartels. Think, think about the fentanyl that's just coming through the southern border every day. Uh, okay, uh, deliver peace through strength in American leadership. I mean, look at Afghanistan, look at uh, Ukraine. Um, we're America first, but we're not America alone. Um, so that's why it's really important to have that kind of leadership. Uh, make, America's, uh, make America energy independent. Make it easy to vote and hard to cheat. Provide safe and secure communities to, uh, so all Americans can live their lives in peace. That's a 90% issue. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, fight uh, government corruption by draining the swamp. And I said the framing before, but I think it's important, again, to uh, reemphasize saying these words correctly, because if you just say drain the swamp, you're looking at a you know 60 to 70% issue that people listen to you, but if you say fight government corruption by draining the swamp, 86%. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, no, it's so insightful. One of the fun things that I like you've done, and this is coming up for the next couple of days of uh, events, you created a healthy uh, America task force to really go back and take a look at the healthcare system. Democrats have had a franchise in healthcare with logos and bumper stickers uh, sayings, but actually in the actual progress of healthcare, things have gone backwards on Democrats' watch, whether it's the failure of the pandemic response in the last year or Obamacare's long-term enduring legacies, which have made things a lot worse for people. You guys have had a task force and put it together, a really great prescription. You're going to see that rolled out tomorrow. How important is healthcare in the next couple of years for America to realize there's a much better alternative than the Obamacare approach? Absolutely. Well, we've got amazing experts here. We've got um, uh, Governor Bobby Jindal, who uh, is truly uh, hands-on every day. Uh, Dr. Heidi Overton is uh, his director for the Center for a Healthy America, uh, one of our 22 different policy centers. And they've come up with, you know, they've probably, you know, decades worth of expertise of lowering prescription drug prices, promoting transparent upfront uh pricing, uh, promote individual control of healthcare, increase affordable healthcare plans and alternative forms of coverage, uh, enhance access to trusted doctors and appropriate care, and uh, pr uh, protect and pr uh, the most vulnerable, including seniors and, and people with pre-existing conditions. Um, there are, there, we are coming up with uh, very critical uh, healthcare plans. 
Obviously, you see uh, the senior population is uh, with the baby boomers. It's going to be a critical issue uh, going forward, and and we're bringing in the top experts to really tackle these. And, you know, we're not alone. We're working with conservative organizations around the country. Uh, the left is so good at organizing and, and, and getting out. In fact, I think we're outspent six to one, uh, but working with conservative organizations around the country. Um, you know, we've got some amazing policy experts, but there are some amazing experts uh, elsewhere, not just in the Beltway, but around the country. Um, a prime example of that is the Save America Coalition. You remember the Big Back, uh, Build Back Better bill uh, that the Biden administration proposed, $5 trillion um, that this bill would have been. Not a lot of people are talking about it now because it's killed. Uh, thanks to uh, Secretary Manchin. But um, could you imagine what the 9% uh, inflation rate would be right now if a $5 trillion bill had passed? But that was the success of working with all these conservative organizations around the country. So we've got great plans uh, coming out. The America First agenda will be a, a great first step. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, I think a lot of folks are looking for what the America First agenda truly is. This will really kind of solidify that, uh, your viewers can go to agenda.americafirstpolicy.com. There's a nice little uh, booklet that the, they can download and really see uh, not just the policies, but kind of our action plan. Um, we, uh, we're very fortunate to have uh, Speaker Newt Gingrich on our team, on our board. Uh, he obviously came up with the contract with America in 1994, which uh, swept Congress in a landslide, uh, and he really has kind of coached us of how to lay out this agenda appropriately. We're not parachuting in and telling the American people what they should believe in. We've been very strategic about, um, he breaks it down into four components, which we have, I believe, executed uh, perfectly of listen, learn, help, and lead. And so we've spent most of the past year and a half to two years listening from the American people, what is important to them. That's what, that's where we came up with these 10 pillars. That's why they're so popular. Um, then uh, we learn from them. We learn uh, what's really causing uh, struggle in their lives. And then uh, we provide uh, help uh, where we come up with these policy solutions, which is the America first agenda. We're working with uh, uh, leader Kevin McCarthy and his task forces, which has been phenomenal. They've been incredible to work with. Uh, you know, almost all of the con uh, congressional leadership, uh, whether it's House Freedom Caucus, the RSC, uh, really coming together. We're unifying, unifying uh, the conservative movement around these uh, these ten pillars. It's been incredible to watch, and and as we uh, help, uh, we'll show how we help by doing uh, around about ten town halls around the country. I think we're looking at Pennsylvania. Uh, North Carolina, I think Fayetteville might be one, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, uh, a couple locations in Florida. We might surprise a few folks and go to places like uh, California. Um, there are a lot of America First uh, movement folks out there, and we want to represent and hear from all Americans. Uh, uh, New Mexico, Ohio, Texas, Nevada, Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, among others. Uh, so we're really going to be around the country throughout this year. We've got a sister C4 the, uh, called America First Works that uh, can be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, the C3, we are a policy institution. Uh, we provide research. And that's what we do. But uh, I, and I, it's going to be a really cool thing. And I think with the summit, 
uh, it'll be a gathering unlike uh, I truly I've been doing this since 2008. I've never seen a gathering like this. It's the who's who of the conservative movement. I mean, it's such an impressive lineup and just every person follows it. You go, oh my gosh, you're going to get a cannon shot of incredible policy ideas. Talk a little bit about what you hope to achieve. When things wrap up tomorrow night after President Trump gives his keynote, what is the most important thing for AFPI to have established going into the midterm elections? Yeah, I would. Um, obviously, I mentioned this and I keep mentioning it. 80% of success is showing up. And I think what's important for your viewers to know is that we are now showing up, but we also need them to show up. And I, I mentioned the town halls, those are important. But this moment, today and tomorrow, uh, we will be live streaming where it's completely sold out audience. Um, we try to get more people in, but um, we're past that point. That's impressive when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, you're at, you're at, and it's your first one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, truly incredible. I mean, you know, we're a policy institution. We're not focused on politics. Uh, so this is, in my, in, in at least my experience, a first of its kind. Um, the amount of uh, the amount of expertise that we have from former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich, uh, House Republican Leader Kevin McCarthy, we're going to have eight former Cabinet Secretary officials in, uh, uh, being moderators, nine former top White House officials, uh, ten U.S. Senators, uh, Mike Braun, uh, Ted Cruz, Johnny Ernst, Lindsey Graham, Bill Haggerty, Ron Johnson. Uh, James Lankford, uh, Rick Scott, among uh, many others. We've got about 13 U.S. House members. Uh, the list is extensive. Three governors. We've got uh, a number of attorney generals. This is literally an entire America First movement uh, coming together to talk about policies. And so I've mentioned the 80% showing up. Uh, we have a live stream on uh, both right side broadcasting, uh, Fox Nation, and uh, C-SPAN, several others. So I really encourage everybody to tune in. And if you're late or listening to this podcast later, I really encourage you to go back and, and find it on YouTube or on Rumble or some of these other platforms and really watch these because we have the top experts in the, in the country, if not the world, talking about America First policies, our agenda. And that way you can go out, uh, out into your community and uh, really communicate what America First policies are. And uh, that's really how we're gonna win over the hearts and minds of, of the American people. It is, this is an ideas-based country. People forget that, but Americans, a lot of politicians take Americans for granted, oh, they don't understand policy. They get policy and they love candidates and campaigns and political movements that have ideas first. And I think that's what you guys are building, an ideas first agenda that is so strong. Let me ask one last thing. The former boss is going to be there, 45th president of the United States. What do you expect to hear from President Trump? What are the most important things we should be listening to when he speaks tomorrow night? Yeah, you know, I think we are a very riled up um, group of individuals. We want to save our country. Um, that's why we're all here. We want to save our country. And I think uh, President Trump is, is the leader of the America First movement. And I think you can expect him to uh, really kind of give a unifying speech uh, outside of all the distractions that the Beltway will try to br uh, bring you into. The truth is, is that outside of the Beltway and the East Coast, the American people are hurting. And it, it, it's amazing what 18 months of failed policy can do to destroy the fabric of America. 
And I think what you'll hear from President Trump is a unifying message that we're all focused on making America the greatest country in the world. Uh, and, and it's I expect a highly uh, motivational speech, uh, inspirational and uh, a unifying speech, kind of like a, almost like a State of the Union 5.0. Yeah. How about that? A lot of people looking forward to that. Well, Steve, congratulations. It's hard to believe it's only been a year because it feels like AFPI has been around forever already because of the vast influence. We have so many of the great cabinet secretaries and policy leaders from your group on the podcast, on our TV show. But tomorrow is going to, today and tomorrow are going to be an epic couple of days. And congratulations to you and Brooke Rollins, the whole crew, for putting together something that is having a lasting impact on the American agenda. It's really, really great. And we're going to be watching. I'm going to be broadcasting live from there tomorrow. So I'm really excited as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me. And we're just getting started. Like I said, we're not just here for the next few years. We're here to build a, a foundation for the next 100. And uh, America's future truly is America first. Thanks for having me. And uh, if you want, if your viewers want to get involved, check out AmericaVersePolicy.com and uh, sign up. We, we'd love to have you. There's a great newsletter, guys. Check it out. AmericaFirstPolicy.com, an amazing website. I check it every day. That's how important it is to me as a reporter. Steve, thank you so much. Have a great summit. We're going to enjoy it. And then we'll probably get you back on afterwards to do a recap. I'd love that. Thank you so much. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Fred Flights, former chief of staff to the National Security Council, to talk about all the things going on in the world right after this. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code JUSTNEWS15. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. 
All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. I love having this next guest on. He always makes the world a little bit more understandable. One of the great minds in the security intelligence space, former chief of staff to the National Security Council under President Trump, and now a key player at the America First Policy Institute. He is Fred Flights. Fred, great to have you back on the show. Hey, John, good to be here. Oh, it's always good to have you. I want to help you see if you can help me understand what happened over the last 72 hours in Eastern Europe, because we had this what seemed like a good moment, a deal between Russia and Ukraine to allow grain shipments to get out of Ukraine, get to the Eastern European markets that were falling short of food. And then right after that happens, there's a bombing by the Russians. What are we to make? What was going on there? What are we to make of it? Well, it certainly was heartening when it appeared that the U.N. had negotiated some kind of an agreement that would allow Ukraine to ship its wheat out to the port of Odessa. And less than 24 hours later, Russia fired four cruise missiles at Odessa. Apparently, one of them hit a ship in the Odessa port. Two of them were shot down by the Ukrainians. And this has led uh, uh, Ukraine and other nations to say the Russians just can't be trusted. They don't want peace. The Russians responded, we were just shooting at military targets. Uh, I, I have to tell you, it does. this isn't the first time where there appeared to be a ceasefire and as people started to pull out of areas that were being besieged, the Russians fired at them. It's it's very, very upsetting that, I mean, how can we have a negotiated settlement where the Russians just won't keep their word? Yeah, no, it, it really is a problem. And uh, I think we were shocked when we woke up to that news yesterday. It's a um, tricky situation. Another situation has been tricky. And I think you've weighed in. I've seen you talk about this. It's perhaps one of the smartest takes on it. President Biden's trip to Saudi Arabia seems like it backfired. It might have actually done more harm than good. What's the fallout from that trip? Well, you know, there's a certain protocol when presidents travel to meet leaders of foreign countries. They they, they stand together. They smile. They talk about how, uh, you know, it's they're all friends and we want to strengthen our relationship. And if there's differences of opinion, you describe them and you discuss them in private. Well, after Biden supposedly met in private with the crown prince, he had a press conference in which he accused the crown prince of being a killer and lying about killing uh, a journalist Khashoggi. I just don't know what Biden was thinking. I mean, first of all, I got to tell you, we have already hounded the, the Saudis for this for, for several years the Biden administration certainly did in 2021. It was not necessary to make a scene on the ground in Saudi Arabia about this issue, especially when Biden went there to beg them to, to pump more oil, which they decided not to do. So I think it, it set back our relationship with the Saudis. But more important than that, it is further undermined the little credibility Joe Biden has as a world leader. And it's not good for our national security. Yeah, no, it definitely backfired. There's no doubt about it. And it's just a weird thing, right? You're going to ask for help. So why do you poke them in the eye in the middle of the ask? It's been this way, I think, since the beginning, right? Since the beginning of Biden, you had the weird summit in Alaska with the Chinese. And that sort of set the tone of just one foreign policy blunder after the next, the Afghanistan withdrawal. It's hard to believe that this is the best the Democrats have, right? They got a lot of people on the bench. Why is this administration so far from hitting home runs on foreign policy, even doubles or singles? Well, you know, the summit in Alaska is a good example. This is when the Secretary of State, National Security Advisor, their first meeting with their counterparts in Alaska. There's a public meeting before the press. 
before the, the, the session began. And Blinken and Sullivan proceeded to insult the Chinese, talk about how we're going to hold them accountable on human rights. They were visibly upset. They lost face. They lashed out. And the meeting was a disaster. And, you know, it set back our efforts to work with the Chinese in the region, the efforts to work with China on North Korea. And it just showed this. This is like amateur hour. I mean, I mean, Trump officials would never have done this. All the criticism that Trump and his team had for, for, for not knowing what they were doing in foreign policy, I, I can tell you that Trump would have fired officials who behaved this way just before we were to open important negotiations uh, with another major power. Yeah, it's remarkable. And it seems like some of these stumbles, particularly the Saudi one, may be a really good example. They're so obsessed with placating the far left of their party that they throw the common sense of diplomacy, the common sense of national security, their own American interest, they throw that out the window to get a leak or to get some something. Khashoggi, they were so obsessed with showing the liberals that they were being tough on Khashoggi that they blew an entire opportunity for America. Is the party just too hostage to its far left right now? I, I think there's a lot of truth to that, but I think a lot of it simply goes that Joe Biden just isn't all there. He doesn't know what he's doing in national security. He's been working this field for decades as, as a member and as chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, he knows better than this. This is not the same Joe Biden we saw even 10 years ago. I mean, anyone seasoned in international relations knows this is not the way you open up uh, a series of meetings with a nation, a friendly nation with whom you have serious business to conduct. Yeah, uh, such a great point. You're right. You can definitely see a diminished sense of what to do from this president and his advisors around him don't seem to be bulking him up at all. In fact, just the opposite. They're playing into the failures. There's going to be a lot of excitement in America the next 48 hours. The first ever AFPI policy agenda meeting. President Trump's going to be there. Some of the top names in all of the conservative movement, one after the other after the other. A great contrast to a Biden White House that seems to flip and flop and grasp for policy the AFPI is going to show that this America First policy that President Trump started a few years ago is robust and growing and has really a solution for nearly every major policy institute. How important a moment is this in Washington? It's really an exciting day. I've been with the America First Policy Institute since January, and we're just putting forward some positive solutions to solve our nation's problems based on America first, putting the interests of the American people, the American economy, the American worker, first when making foreign policy decisions. And that talks about giving patients control over their, uh, giving parents control over their children's education, build the wall, and peace through strength, leadership and national security. We really need leadership, John, right now uh, to, 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 to basically get our country out of the hole. And we know that a weak America, the perception of a weak president is incredibly destabilizing. We have a great panel today, uh, the General Keith Kellogg and former DNI John Ratcliffe are, are going to co-chair with several members of Congress. And, and this, will be, this will be covered widely. You can register for it on Twitter. I, I hope your listeners will be watching. Oh, yeah. We're live streaming it here at Just the News all day and tomorrow. And tomorrow night, I'm going to be broadcasting my show live from there. So it's going to be really exciting. I'll see you there. Yeah, it's such an important moment. And it's a reminder that Americans want ideas. I mean, there's been a lot of platitudes in the last couple of years, but almost no policy ideas or policy prescriptions that are clear and coherent. And I think the conservatives, much like they did in 1994, have an extraordinarily well-defined agenda to address everything in the country. 
I saw an op-ed that I know you retweeted, and it caught my attention as well in the Wall Street Journal, and that is that by casting America post the Roe v. Wade reversal as the abortion capital of the world, the champion of abortion, that it actually may set us back on the world stage. What spoke to you in that op-ed? It really caught my fascination over the weekend. I wonder where the missteps are on this with Biden abortion in the world stage. Well, my my friend Rebecca Heinrich of the Hudson Institute was one of the co-authors of this piece. And I, I, I guess, you know, we, we see all these nations around the world as European leaders condemning the Supreme Court decision uh, on, on abortion. But, you know, their rules on abortion are much more restrictive than most American states. And, and I think many of the people of the world are trying to figure out what is going on here. The restrictions that are, are probably going to be implemented in, in Texas uh, after the recent Dobbs decision are consistent with what we see, what we see in Europe. So I think the people of the world are wondering, like, what is what is Joe Biden fighting for? What are the Democrats fighting for? It doesn't make any sense. It's fascinating because there's been a lot of misreporting. We're actually in the top five most liberal abortion policies in the world, and we keep hearing something very different from the media. Well, I mean, let's be clear. What the Democrats are fighting for is abortion up to the minute of birth. That's the most radical position that we only see in countries like North Korea and China, a handful of other totalitarian dictatorships. That is what that is where the Democratic Party is. That's what the media does not want the American people to know. That's right. Nope. that is the dirty secret of the entire pro-choice movement right now. I want to turn quickly to the NDAA, which is one of the most usually one of the most important pieces of legislation passed in Congress each year. The House has passed it. Your thoughts on the version as it stands now? Do you have some concerns about what's in there? You know, it doesn't have enough to rebuild our military, to build more ships. But I'm heartened that uh, the version that Congress has passed, what wants to pass, is a lot stronger than what the administration had submitted. But I don't think we're going to have a real NDAA until the Republicans take back at least the House of Representatives. Uh, they're, they're, they have to fight back against so many radicals who want to put drastic cuts uh, to defense spending. So it's not as bad as it could be. Uh, but, you know, we, we really have a lot of work to do next year. Yeah, no, it, that's really, really true. There, there's still a lot of things missing from it. And then there's some really distracting things. There's a lot of green military stuff in there, a lot of transition access program stuff and transgender and and woke ideas. One of the things that I think is most troubling when I talk to uniform officers, there's been a massive decline in recruitment. You see the Chinese military building up quickly. We're having a hard time attracting the sort of talent we used to always get. What do you think's behind that and how big a threat is that? I was discussing on Fox News last week and the military is trying to say this is because of low unemployment, uh, recruits, they're meet, not meeting the, the physical standards, they're overweight, maybe they have police or drug records. That's not it at all. It is about Biden. It is about Biden's lack of leadership and is about the woke military. And it is just, did you know we get over 50% of our recruits to the military from about 12 southern red states? That's discouraging them from attacking, but from, from, from joining the military. But I got to tell you, if you are thinking of joining the military, what you should realize, the military is still inherently conservative. Our military will get through this. We will get through the Biden administration. We still need you. If you want to serve your country, don't be distracted by this woke nonsense. We still need you to serve. And I know it may be hard for a couple of years. I might add vaccines is also turning people off when they see um, uh, 
military officers being drummed out because they won't get vaccinated. That's discouraging. But I got to tell you, help is on the way. And what I've been told by uh, former officers in the military is that it is an inherently conservative, patriotic organization. And they're going to hunker down. They know they're going to get through this. Yeah, that they are. And speaking of that, I know the former president addressed it over the weekend, saying if he's reelected again, he would restore everyone who got fired over the vaccine mandate. But there was an amazing moment last Friday, I think it was Friday or Saturday, where Deborah Burke said, I knew all along that the vaccine wasn't going to stop infection. We drummed people out of the military for a vaccine that they now acknowledge they never thought was going to stop infections. Some of the politics around the vaccine and its implication on security, will history look back and say this wasn't a very bright time? Well, let, let's just stop here and note that Joe Biden caught the virus. That's right. Joe Biden, who is vaccinated, he's been he's been uh, got the booster twice. He gets the virus and he's throwing people out of the military who won't get the vaccine. This is a this is a bad optics moment for this administration. And it is concerning that we're losing so many experienced members of the military. And there is a shortfall recruiting. But still, the the recruited, there's still an awful lot of people who still want to serve. They know this is a great country. They know we will get through this. And and I I hope that they will not be discouraged from from joining and serving our great country because we we really need them. Yep, we do. Last question. I know you're real busy. When the conference is over tomorrow, when the FBI summit is over, what's the most important security message you want Americans to hear from the next two days? I think we're going to be focusing on two things, the threat from China and the urgent need to drain the swamp in our national security agencies, State Department, intelligence agencies, and the Depart- especially the Department of Defense. We're focusing on that right now. Robert Wilkie, who used to be a veteran secretary, and I were going to do a special panel this afternoon to talk about draining the national security swamp. Uh, this, this wokeness in the Pentagon, it's, it's devastating, and, and we have to counter it. Very good. That's going to be important stuff. Fred, it's always an honor to have you on the show. Very excited about what's going to be happening at AFPI. We're going to be over there today and tomorrow covering it wall to wall. So thanks so much for joining us today. That's great. Thanks, John. Take care. You as well. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. One thought, I don't know if you saw this, before we go to close today, I had... 
a pretty remarkable moment. I was sitting there watching TV over the weekend, and I saw Kamala Harris, our vice president, talking about the abortion ruling and what Democrats stand for, what the abortion rights movement wants going forward, which, by the way, is abortion right up to the moment of birth. We've seen that in many states, New York and California, clearly. But the vice president actually uttered these words. You have to listen to these words to understand the current thinking of the Democratic Party, the current thinking of the left, the current thinking of the progressive movement. This is a direct quote from our vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Listen to this. Listen. Women are getting pregnant every day in America. And this is a real issue. All right. You heard that right. It's a problem that women are getting pregnant in America. That's what our vice president said. That's how anti-life, anti-baby, the rhetoric is coming out of this White House, coming out of the far left. Abortion on demand to solve a problem of women getting pregnant is an amazing statement. And I have a funny feeling this sort of statement resonates in America, middle America, Hispanic America, African-American America. This is a vice president whose language is so disconnected from where middle America is, Main Street of America. Really important point to take a look at as you do this. Take a look at all that's being said in the post-Dobson ruling, the ruling that overruled Roe v. Wade. The rhetoric is really beginning to show the true colors, the true intentions, the true wants of the far left that controls the Democratic Party and the Biden White House right now. Directly from your vice president, Vice President Harris. I'm going to read it one more time because these are actually her words. Listen, women are getting pregnant every day in America, and this is a real issue. Uh, Okay. Women have been getting pregnant in America since the beginning of the American Revolution. I don't know when having babies was a issue, a, a problem, a concern. And this is really something from a party that whose last judicial nominee to the high court, the Supreme Court, couldn't even define what a woman was. How about that? All right. Before we go today, I want to take a couple seconds. We have so many amazing partner sponsors, advertisers, that make Just the News possible, that make the John Solomon Reports podcast possible. And I want to shout out their regular offers because they're doing special things for you and me. And, you know, you've been reading the headlines. The economy is teetering on a, a recession. Interest rates soaring. The supply chain dropping. You sometimes go, I went to the grocery store over the weekend. I couldn't find barbecue sauce, the one we always get. It was out and the store clerk said, hey, it might be a couple of weeks. We're Be patient. We're having a hard time getting basic food. Well, there are predictions that these food shortages are going to get worse all across the globe, even the World Health Organization, the United Nations, lots of people warning. So why don't you get prepared? Don't let this happen. Don't find yourself in a bind one day and say, hey, my cupboards are bare and I can't get anything I want at the grocery store. You know what you can do? Our good friends at My Patriot Supply, they've got the perfect three-month emergency food kit. 2,000 calories a day for your entire family. That's the amount of calories you need for sustainable, healthy energy. And the folks at My Patriot Supply have set up a special URL. I have my own URL with them. This is so cool. All you got to do is go to www.preparewithsolomon.com. Preparewithsolomon, S-O-L-O-M-O-N.com. If you go there, you're going to get 150 bucks off a three-month emergency food kit. You can store it. It's there for years. It won't go bad. It has good-tasting food, 2,000 calories a day. And if you buy that and you support My Patriot Supply, 
they're supporting us. They're making our journalism possible, the show possible, our television show, Just News, Not Noise, and of course, the justinnews.com website. These are great people uh, with a critical mission to make sure you never run out of food in an emergency situation. It could be a hurricane, a tornado, a drought, or as many people are predicting, the 2023 great famine of food shortages around the world. Be prepared. Don't be caught in the cold without the right food or the healthy food you need. Go to preparewithsolomon.com today and take advantage of this incredible offer. 150 bucks off a three-month emergency kit. That is a steal. Don't waste your time. Don't waste a second more. Go get it. Don't have this worry on your mind. Have this on your shelves. Then you don't have to worry. You have three months of sustenance, even in the worst-case scenario. That's great preparation. All right, folks, thanks for listening today. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, you can get your news fixed 24-7 by going to justthenews.com or tonight by watching our television show, Just the News, Not Noise, with my good friend and colleague, Amanda Head. We got you covered. Until then, thanks for listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.